There we go. Uh, StreamYard didn't like me for a second, but it finally started the stream. Welcome. I would say we had technical difficulties, but we didn't. I was just talking about nonsense. Uh, so we're here now uh, with our weekly live show. And uh, don't forget to get those questions in. The questions, very important. We have to have questions uh, because that's why we're here. We're here to answer your questions. Um, mm -hmm. I especially learned that this week. I learned that uh, if I just do Dynasty content, people will actually watch it. Oh, I wouldn't. <laughs> I couldn't have ever guessed that. Um, it's. You would think I would have been smarter than that. It took me a year and a half to realize this. Um, so not good. But it's even more proof that trying to do any sort of substantive content live doesn't work. Because immediately in one video that I just kind of put together on a whim was my best ever video. So that tells me that people for substantive, like planned content, want it to be pre-recorded and scripted, which is fun. I enjoy, you know, I had a great time making it. I had a great time making it, a great time doing it. It was a lot of fun. But these shows, we will be focusing on the people's questions. So the people will have questions during the off season. I'll probably get some advanced questions for the show because I know it's not going to be as much outside of the season. I'll get some advanced questions. We'll talk about the people's questions. I'll title the show some nonsense for SEO, whatever this dynasty buys and dynasty sells. It's great if we talk about that. But if we don't, I want to talk about what the people want to talk about. So whatever that is. I like mm -hmm. answering all types of questions. I don't, as long as it's about fantasy football, we can talk about it. We can talk about redraft. We can talk about dynasty, whatever you want. But if you want to ask questions in the topic, that would be great. You know, I love that. I uh, Dynasty buys, dynasty sells, dynasty trades. I mean, that's what we're going to focus on as we start to move into the off season, right? I mean, in February, that's what we got to talk about. We got to talk about those trades, startup mm -hmm. drafts. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about dynasty strategy. I'm going to try to get into that, cover that a little bit more, especially if you have questions. So just whatever you want to talk about dynasty related, you know, we're here. And that's what we're going to do on this show. And then on the rest of the shows on the channel, you'll see what what uh, the kind of thing like I did this week. Almost a thousand views on that video. And I appreciate everyone who watched it. It was a dynasty stash video. I'm probably going to have one on dynasty buys coming up. Maybe one on dynasty sells, dynasty risers, dynasty followers. Not saying that this is the most creative or exciting content, but that's what people want. People want these very simple things. These are not complicated concepts. But we see from the SEO and the demand and the search volume that the, that's what does the best. So we'll deliver that content in our recorded content, or we meaning me, because that's all solo. Here we'll answer questions, mostly just stalling. So questions come in the chat. Um, Tyler, I was, I was kind of disappointed in your top five stashes that you didn't include Travis Kelsey. He's got a great stash going on right now. What? Mustache stashes. Oh, yeah, it, was, it was so it was so funny. It was that a I terrible joke. It was so funny that I forgot to laugh. I didn't I didn't really it was very interesting. Thank you for sharing. Try, I, 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 feel like try. The, I feel like the 10 people watching us have to know that I have some type of blackmail on Tyler at this point because he keeps me he keeps inviting me back on the show and he can't get rid of me. He can't kick me out. He gives me like a two-week ban. I come back and I'm I'm here just to tell him terrible jokes and make him giggle to himself about oh my gosh i can't believe i had to keep 
keep co-hosting with this Patrick guy. <laughs> Terrible co-host. Can hardly read a question. Can't even read English. Can't pronounce words. Forgets players' names. Why is he even here? I don't know. Yeah, the pe- I don't know. The people might be asking that very question. I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> well, maybe you could read some of the questions then. Read. All right. I passed, it, I passed seventh grade. I can read. Well, you got it. I Actually, will say that's eight, something that you have uh, not in common with most Washington Commanders fans. I don't feel like most of them passed seventh grade. Uh, it's very, very rude they Oof. were to me on Twitter. Very rude. They consistently uh, insist that Sam Howell is a franchise quarterback, and they are participating <laughs> in a group delusion. I very much would enjoy that. A group delusion. I think I need that sometimes. But I'm, their group delusion is so entertaining. I think my favorite thing is when fantasy X or fantasy Twitter meets up with NFL real life fans of teams. Well, I was speaking as real life. It's 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 always it's all it's always chef's kiss. People missing funny. the point. Yeah, no I wasn't really players. making a fantasy take. There, there was no yeah. fantasy take in what I said. Well, your dynasty take of this, you don't believe Sam Howell will be a quarterback for the. But there was fantasy football was not mentioned or talked about at all. It it wasn't. Mm -hmm. That was not. That was me stepping out of fantasy football Twitter and going to NFL Twitter. So I get what I deserve. All right. I think that we got a redraft question here. This trade trade Brandon with this question for Justin Herbert with Lawrence most likely out at least for a few weeks. I need a win to make the playoffs. Best on waivers is Minshew or Jake Browning. I mean, is there really much of a difference between Justin Herbert and Gardner Minshew? Or I Gardner? don't know. The last two weeks, not really. Not, not at all. The ball. Minshew's to the ball 40-plus times each we, the last we can't two weeks. Do this. Good for fantasy. We can't do this because if you you have to win in the playoffs if you, when you, if you make it there. Making it is great, but if you have no team, when you make it there, you're not going to win. So trading away Ayuk, yeah. you might as well take your chances on making the playoffs, and then if you happen to make it, you'll have a better team and a better chance of winning. This is not going to help you win. Uh, no, you're not, not going to win in the playoffs by trading away one of your best players. So the answer to this question is no. And I also received this question in a DM, and my answer was no there as well. Yeah, especially with uh, like trading for Herbert. That's not really like a – No, Herbert has been horrible. Horrible. Herbert has been bad. He's been horrible. He's been I mean, bad for fantasy. Let, let me rephrase. He's been horrible for fantasy. I'm not going to say it's all his fault because he's no, actually played pretty well. But for well. fantasy, he's been horrible. It's yeah. not his fault Quentin Johnson can't done. catch the ball. And Austin Eckler is totally washed up. I mean, that's not his oh, fault either. Yeah, he's done. It's ugly. It's ugly. I, Just I him think rushing that you right could now. run a 40-yard dash faster than Austin Eckler. It took so long to get down the field. I mean, I felt it's like – It's definitely not the 450-pound guy. He's not talking about me video. running as fast as Eckler. Well, that would I, – I don't know. When was the last time you ran a 40? I could – Enjoy Patrick. No, sorry. I, I feel like you probably ran it recently. You you still have gym class. <laughs> no, yeah. my last forty would have uh, been like twenty twenty. I remember. I remember last time I ran up. The last time I ran. I mean, a 40 I played football on Saturday, so I didn't run a forty, but I was in cleats. Yeah, I yeah I uh, I'm in like a rec flag football with my little brother, and we play like I like it's been like all year long. We've been going through multiple seasons, so I've been playing, but I haven't run a forty in a while. But I think the last time I ran, I was like. Like five and a half to six seconds. That's I slow. think I was in that range. It's not. It's, yeah, it's not fast. I wasn't that yeah. fast. Maybe no. you. Maybe you have to come race me sometime. 
Maybe I should. Maybe I should. That would be fun. We could film it. I'd be, I'd be sure so raise some money for charity. Oh, or just absolutely. for your bank account. Oh, I don't care Doesn't about have that. To be charity. I mean, we raise Fuck money for charity. Kids. No, I mean, it's, <laughs> I'm not going to do something like that for personal profit. I'm, I would never. Speak no, this is not no, the person no. who said he would start an OnlyFans all the time. Someone asked Shane Manila if he would start an OnlyFans. I thought that was interesting. Maybe I should start an OnlyFans in that case, if there's demand for that. So I think I realized my goal for tonight. Read questions, make Hutch break character, and make Hutch laugh. And right now I feel like I'm doing all three of them. And I think Kevin wants to know, though, is Jordan Love a sustainable QB2 next year? Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> well, I don't know what break character means. Just like crack up. like Laugh. As someone who's met Hutch in person, he's pretty similar off the show to on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not, I don't different. put on a face, man. I don't put on a mask anywhere. I'm kind of myself everywhere. I don't really put on a mask. I'm. I tend not to. Yeah, I, I'm a little different off the show, but you know, I think I'm meaner off the show, in general. I think I'm nicer. I, I met you in person. You're great. You're well, really yeah, because nice I like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I like you. Were, I didn't see you with people you didn't like. Yeah, so. well, there were quite a few of them there. I just didn't talk to them. I, yeah, this got visual. Yeah, <laughs> I tried to avoid them. Yeah, I don't remember anyway. seeing anybody I deliberately do not like there. But yeah, there well, that list is that... a lot longer for me than it is for you. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. I haven't been in this industry too long. I haven't made many enemies. 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 It's hard word to say. <laughs> hard word. Yeah. Don't, don't hurt yourself, yeah. kid. Um. <laughs> All right, what there am I talking go. about? Yeah, hold up. Um, we got so Patrick, Rob, you're not right? keeping me on task. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, Patrick. On, no, on task. Well, it's Patrick's so, fault, not my fault. It is my it is my yeah. fault. Um, so like about three or four weeks ago, we were having a conversation about Jordan Love and how there's no way the Packers yeah. would have him be their quarterback in 2024. Is he earning that QB two spot for fantasy I mean, next year? Oh, absolutely. I feel, yeah, it's really hard for them not to give him another chance. I mean, he's probably going to get another shot, another year at least, if not more. If he continues to prove himself, he's going to be the Packers quarterback. I mean, right now the Packers are a but, playoff team. Yeah, right now they're a playoff team. Like, they're not going to have the space to draft I mean, I think if I had told you three weeks ago that they would play the Chargers, Detroit, and Kansas City and win all three of them, you probably wouldn't have believed me. But that's what happened, and that's yep. probably enough. I'm I mean, that – great. And he played well in all three games. That's probably enough – that he's going to be the unquest like not they're bringing in another quarterback to compete with him not they're you know interested in looking in another direction like he's going to be no, the unquestioned yes, starting quarterback guy. next year 100% and they're probably yeah. going to give him some cuz they did that little negotiation of the contract i wouldn't be surprised if they have some sort of extension um kind of meeting in the yeah. middle of a high end quarterback extension and a middling quarterback extension, it'll probably have like something like 40 or 50 million guaranteed and mm-hmm. essentially lock them into him for probably 2025. So one additional year. So I think right now it's yeah, there he's at like 21 mil for next year. Like I but don't it's not think, fully guaranteed. I so. don't think they've seen enough to give him like a massive no, extension. No, no. Or he plays the way he's been to, playing for the rest of the year. That's not enough. Like I think they've seen enough to be he's comfortable. More. Committing 
2024 and 2025 with the idea that if it's really horrible, you can always just move on anyway. But like, yep. I think they'd be comfortable giving him a pretty hard 2025 commitment. Um, but yeah, of course, if I you suck, so that commitment is not, it's not going to be like 50 million of commitment. So the no, commitment not. is not going to be something that they can't move past. But I uh, do think, yeah, he's gaining value for sure. So we have some breaking news. We have a super chat from Red Hawk. What's up, fellas? Pick one PPR. Javante Williams, Zach Moss, Garrett Wilson. Also, who's a better stream for McBride? Okonkwo, Henry, Everett? Or likely? Um, likely. Oh, likely for sure. I read that as... The other ones are not yeah. an option. So likely, even though yeah. I'm, I'm low on him compared to most. You know, I'm not... I'm not yeah, I'm, the I'm answer is definitely yeah, likely. And then for the other one, I mean, it's Zach Moss. I mean, Zach Moss is not. Yeah, I have Zach Moss at RB five this week, and I'm lower than consensus at having him at five. Yeah, I mean, so. there were mo- most rankings I saw had him in the top five already last week in his first week with Jonathan Taylor out. I mean, he was just he was locked back in last week. He didn't do too well, hot. Funny, actually, last week I had the it. ranking closer to accurate by having him lower. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The matchup was like, bad, but the matchup is not bad like this time. Seven. Fancy points. No, this week they play um, Cincinnati. Shoot. Yeah, they play Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, that's who. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be a fun game. That's actually, I think that could be a really fun game with Minshew and Moss, and then the the Bengals offense. Without oh, I think it'll point. be I a lot that, of fun. I mean, that could be a really fun game. Gardner Kevin, Minshew is someone who's been interesting to me. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's. I, I don't he's know. Been he's been quarterback good. The last weeks. Yeah, he's been good. Like, I don't. He's it's strange. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I do think he's proven that if he gets in this situation again, that you can count on him. I think, I don't know. I mean, given that there's been so many quarterback injuries, he's probably going to demand like an eight to $10 million salary next year. Even if he's signing as a backup. Likely. Yeah. Without yeah I think we've seen that, that skimping at backup quarterback is unwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we're oh, at yeah. what, 44, 45 starting quarterbacks so far this this year. For the it's been ridiculous. Teams. There's been so many it's more than that. I think it's over 50 yeah, already. It was at 50 yeah. like a week or it's so. 50 ago. something, yeah. No, I, mean, I, think, I, mean, I think Gardner Minshew could easily kind of re-sign that. with the Colts just mm-hmm. for more money. So he speaking could. of someone who has benefited from Gardner Minshew, Michael mm-hmm. Pittman, is he the real deal? High-end wide receiver too? Uh, in Dynasty, I have him at wide receiver 18. So, sure. Um, I like Michael Pittman. I do think that I have some concerns, but I think he's going to be back in Indianapolis. I would agree. Yeah. I think that guy. it's... I don't know if they're going to add any significant wide receivers. They're certainly not going to have enough money to sign another expensive free agent and give Michael Pittman a franchise tag or a long-term. Like, they're not going to be able to do that two two times in the same offseason. So that that's not going to happen. Um, could they draft someone else? Maybe. But, I mean, Alec Pierce has been coming on lately. Josh Downs is fine. I don't know that wide receiver is, like, a massive need for them. No, so, it's not. It's not a massive need, but when you look at when you're wanting to develop a young quarterback in Anthony Richardson, why not give him all the weapons he can handle? And especially, I mean, their tight end room is also disastrous too. I mean, 
Like they're they're tight end removal. Bad. I mean, Grant, if Granson was, they don't was have healthy, a, they the don't have a different tight end. They don't have a guy. Well, like, I remember seeing a stat. Woods. Yeah, it was supposed to be. But I remember, and, I remember a stat, seeing a stat like a couple weeks ago. Uh, like over the last seven weeks, the tight end leader for the Colts has had seven targets. But they're not using; they don't use the tight end like, in this offense. Use, they don't. They don't use them. They just don't have a guy. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if they went after somebody. That wouldn't surprise me. I mean, we'll see. But yeah, I mean, Michael Pittman is absolutely the real deal. Indianapolis yeah, is going to retain him, and uh, I like him. He's a great I think, player. I and think we can a, all. Sorry, Hutch. Oh yeah, I mean, I was just saying he's a great player, and he, you know, with the frame he has, with the build he has, with the, he's just a trustworthy wide receiver, especially when you come with Anthony Richardson coming in back in from injury next year. He's gonna but be that's looking for not the better. Option. You're better off problem. with Gardner Minshew. No, you're Gardner for fantasy, yeah, but yeah, Anthony Richardson's Anthony Richardson's just gonna lean on him a lot. So like, I really that like was not the case, by the way. Like I don't, that was not the case. When he came in. Well, yeah, it wasn't. That's true. It wasn't the case at all. Anthony Richardson spread the ball more evenly. This leaning on Michael Pittman is a Gardner Minshew thing. True. So that, that is concerning. That That is a little concerning. But not to the extent that it's going to hurt Michael Pittman significantly. But ranking inside the top 12, like I have him ranked this week, I wouldn't expect that next year. No. Blake follows that up with he traded Cooper Cup away to get Michael Pittman. In. Yeah, I would. I, I think I would rather have Michael Pittman for the rest of this year. And then and Michael Cooper Pittman Cup. is yeah. four years younger than Cooper Cup. So, yeah, yeah I mean, there's, there's no it would make no sense to have Cup ranked higher. Mm-hmm. Scribble says he can't with all these QB injuries just burn this year to the ground. I do think there have been more quarterback injuries this year. Yeah, there have been a ridiculous more. amount of injuries. Um, who are we trying to buy for Dynasty in t- for twenty twenty four? Just one quick name. Am I trying to right buy? now? Yeah, Tank Dell. Right now, mm, man, that's that's really really tough. I think, oh man, I think Jonathan there's a lot Mingo of wide receivers be... that I think are undervalued. Tank Dell because yeah. he's hurt. Uh, Jackson Smith hurt, and Jigba is undervalued. Yeah, JSN is undervalued. 100%. Um, I think that Zay Flowers is slightly undervalued. Uh, actually, pretty much all of the high-end wide receivers, I think, are undervalued compared to running backs in their range. Um, Because, like, even the best of the best Thursday. running backs are not really getting it done. Like, Jameer Gibbs no. is great, but he's not giving you what you want if you picked a running back in that range like it's not it's not what you want if you picked a running back in the first round of a dynasty startup which is what his cost was recently well i mean it yeah not 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 like the first half of the season but for the last still not. Weeks, he's... last week he did not even play the majority of the running back snaps that no, never didn't. happened he didn't. but if you're picking a running back that high that can't happen so that means that yeah, that, that pick true, is yeah. not good that pick is not good. The problem is that the high-end running backs. The problem is that the high-end running backs don't exist. There are none. It's yeah. an aging Christian McCaffrey, and that's it. The, the other ones are not delivering. Oh, so yeah. people are vaulting other running backs higher when they shouldn't be 
leaving most wide receivers in that range as buys. Uh, pretty much all of them are for me, with the exception of Jordan Addison, who I think is not a buy. Uh, oh, he's yeah, no. valued very highly and hasn't really shown why he should be. I mean, he's been solid, but nothing ridiculously special. With Justin Jefferson back yeah. in the offense, it's not going to be there, especially now with the Kirk Cousins Achilles tear. Like, there, like that's not happening. Like, Kirk Cousins will probably not be the starter next year. And there's a whole quarterback controversy of who that's going to be. And at that point, Jordan Addison is not going to be uh, a top tier asset. It is scary if they it have really Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, and TJ Hawkinson all on the same team with a man quarterback. As well. It's scary. It's really scary. And they gave Hawkinson a big extension this offseason, too. Oh, he's not going. Yeah, but he's lost. none of those players are going anywhere. Like no, those three not. players will be there no, for the next yeah, they're there. two years, at least. Like through yeah, 2025. Least. So if At the least. quarterback is not there, it's going to be a big problem. Oh yeah, I would. I would. I don't know. Can I show one more buy real quick? I, I yeah. think that Jonathan Mingo could be an interesting buy in Dynasty. I don't know how you feel about him, Tyler, but uh, I, I I liked him as a prospect. I thought he was decent. I thought he was really interesting, especially with his size and speed combo. It was just his athletic ability was just ridiculous. But the production was just never there like he wanted to see in college. But it very like very quietly he just had his career high in targets receptions and yards and fantasy points this past week now with the firing of all the coaches that's what happens the next week bryce young actually made some pretty really nice throws and now that they're out of playoff contention i think i'd imagine they're gonna be like let's see what this kid's got let's see what mingo's got let's see if we've got to address the wide receiver next offseason or do we think we have our wide receiver one here and i think they're gonna give him the ball a lot i think he's going to be a really relevant fantasy piece for the rest of the season. I think his value is going to shoot up uh, after this season's over. I, I like Jonathan Mingo because no one's talking about the fact that he just had potentially the best game of his career this past week. Like no one's talking about it at all. Like I try, I I've like tried to search. People are talking about it. Really? I like, you don't, I've been think, searching you don't think people for, are talking about it? I've been searching for his name on Twitter and I'm finding like very little hype. I'm finding very little to be oh, honest. Well. Like, I'm not finding much. Yeah, I don't. I don't spend too much time searching for things on Twitter anymore. Yeah, I've so, been I've been trying to find Mingo hype. I've not found much. I think you can still buy him pretty low in Dynasty. I think there's been a little bit of a downgrade for Puka in terms of his overall value. Um, yeah, Scribble says yeah. that he's he was he's one of my Dynasty buys. If you can find someone who's selling compared to where his price was six weeks ago, I think he's still that guy. I really haven't lowered his price at all. So. No. But here we have sent the 112 for Puka just after the, the ripping games. It feels good to have him back and have him playing up to that level. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I love yeah. that. It has been a bit of a struggle with Puka lately, though. Like the last mm-hmm. like month and a half haven't been perfect. It's been, it was, it's been it wasn't weeks one through four where he was. Nothing it wasn't weeks one through four where he was really tearing the league apart. <laughs> yeah. But the last month and a half has been like very up and down, I will say. Like, but I agree that he's a solid buy. Trade deadline coming up. Besides the running backs, obviously, who do you not want going into next year? Who are you making sure you is off your team? I think, man. I think I think Rashad White might be an interesting sell in Dynasty because he's been really good for fantasy, and he's great in open space. He's great in the open field. But you notice his tackle breaking numbers when you look at him running up the middle, like it just doesn't work out. When you run him up the middle in the offense, he's a great in space. He's a great player in space. When you get him a screen, when you get him on the outside, he's great. 
but I feel like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers might add somebody that like is a ground and pound kind of back that's going and that might significantly impact Rashad White's volume in the offense. So I'm a little worried about Rashad White. It's not full panic mode because he's just he's been a dominant asset, but I think you can sell that pretty high in Dynasty. Yeah, I mean I guess. I mean the who do I not want going into next year? I mean Rashad White. All of them. I get it. Uh, Rashad White, I mean, depends on what the value is. Um, In terms of a player who I would definitely sell because the value is the highest it could literally possibly be is Nico Collins. There's no way that Nico Collins' value could be any higher. It's not going to get better. The best case scenario, which is not going to happen, but the best case scenario is that Tank Dell comes back and they add no one else. That's not going to happen. What's going to happen is that they're going to take advantage of the having a very good third-round rookie wide receiver and a rookie quarterback on a cheap contract, and they're going to expo- acquire a very expensive, very good wide receiver to add to this receiving room. That's what's going to happen. Uh, see T. Higgins or even uh, Devontae Adams. So I love that level. Mike Evans, oh, yeah. that level. Someone that good. Uh, yeah. And I think that... If I had to choose in Dynasty, I think I'd rather the player who did it immediately over the one who took three years to get there. Yep. So I'm worried about Nico Collins as a high-end asset. So if you could sell – he's going to be a wide receiver one the rest of the year. So if you're – you might say, oh, he's young. You know, I don't need to sell him in a rebuild. I think that – this is the most he's ever going to be worth. So I'm fine moving on. I like that. I like that. Would you treat, would you start Elijah Moore over Deontay this week? So this week, you know, usually I do a preview of the Thursday night game. I'm not doing that this week because I actually don't think people are so interested in that. I don't think anyone is interested in a preview of the Steelers uh, versus the fifth grade offense. I can't um, this game in. So I want to watch anyone is I, interested in that. I really want to watch this game like blow up. Well, and I'm go, not going like, to watch like, it because plus point game. Well, it's I'm not, not going to watch it because there's I don't no, think there's, there's no not going to, but I want there's it to no, so bad. I took alternate over under of 17 and a half points. That's where I think the line should be. I'm going to play okay. plus 650. I'm going to play Deontay Johnson Ooh. and I think it's because if I had – look, when Mitch Trubisky was in, Deontay Johnson was fine. Yep. Exactly, yeah. I was just about to bring that up. When Mitch and then, was fine. like, I don't know what it was, but Deontay Johnson needs to work on his behavior. Yeah, that video, specifically that video of him walking around. There's so around, many different problems. Was, yeah, there's I mean, a lot of videos. There's a lot of videos, yeah. But yeah, in the three games last year that Mitch Trubisky started at the beginning of the season, Deontay Johnson had double-digit targets in all of them. So Mitch Trubisky has a very strong preference for Deontay Johnson over George Pickens, stronger than Kenny Pickett, who I think sees them more evenly. So that has occurred every time Mitch Trubisky has come in. So I don't think that's going to change. I would agree. 
But I, I have Deontay Johnson at wide receiver 32 this week. It's not like I'm running to start him. Yeah. Elijah Moore is interesting, though, man. Like Elijah Moore can't deliver. No matter how many targets he gets, he can't deliver. He can't deliver. Yeah. He can't deliver. And I think that I think that now people have seen that Joe Flacco is actually able to pass the ball. So what they're going to do is they're actually going to bring more pressure. And they're going to find a way to disrupt the the rhythm that he is in. And Jacksonville is able to bring pressure. So I'm not, I'm not excited. Elijah Moore has been completely ineffective. There's so much you know, volume, done nothing with it at all. Haven't nothing, hasn't been able nothing to with most. it all season. No matter who's quarterback, he's totally ineffective. Cedric Tillman played the most snaps. I think the coaching staff thinks that Cedric Tillman is that, but he's done even less than Elijah Moore on his volume. I think that they were most effective when they were focusing on using David Njoku. And I think that they're going to go more toward that this week. That's good. I don't so, know if Amari Cooper is going to play. I would lean no. But I can't yeah, trust I would, Elijah would, Moore. He literally has never delivered really all year. No. So we've got a few things from, from the back end of a conversation earlier. Sam Howell is somehow going to throw for 5,000 yards and simultaneously kill the relevance of every pass catcher there. Oh, not true. Curtis Samuel's been very relevant. Totally relevant. I mean, Curtis Samuel has been relevant. Completely. They're paying him $20 million a year, right? Well, he's been, I mean, he, no, he's been completely relevant. I mean, he, you know, had the most uh, yards, the most catches. And in the games that he's played, he's averaging the most fantasy points per game uh, between himself, Terry McLaurin, and Jahan Dotson. It's a joke. It's a joke because Sam Howell is incompetent. He's incompetent, and he all he is, I think the problem is that people, just because he, he's Jameis Winston. But the thing is, he doesn't look like Jameis Winston, so people don't see the comparison. It, it's just because the body type is different. The pedigree is different. The, you know, draft capital is different. He doesn't look like Jameis Winston as a prospect. But that's, that's what he is. There's no difference. There's no brain going on there. None. No awareness of the pocket. No awareness of how open Terry McLaurin was. How did Terry McLaurin have no receptions? Whose fault is that? It's not like he wasn't open. The numbers say that Terry McLaurin is running his routes just fine. That he's getting open. And Sam Howell is not delivering to Terry McLaurin. That needs to change. Because I think everyone knows that Terry McLaurin is a better wide receiver than Curtis Samuel. But Sam Howell can't see that because he can't progress through his reads over an extended period of time. All he can do is take the read that's in front of him. He can't do anything off script because you know what happens when he gets off script? He has no awareness of what's going on in the pocket. And that's why he's leading the leagues in sacks. You can't blame it all on the offensive line. Some A large percentage of these sacks are taking place after four seconds. Five seconds. This is not re- reality. This is not how the NFL works. You don't get five seconds to throw the ball. No, you don't. The ball needs to come out in two to three seconds. But he has no awareness of that. He has no awareness of anything. And 
He doesn't see defenders coming. That's why there have been so many turnovers. Does not see the pass rush coming. And is totally reckless. So it shouldn't be surprising. The reason why he's had so many yards is because Eric Bieniemy is a hard ass. And he's going to run his offense no matter what quarterback he has. It's why Eric Bieniemy doesn't have a coach, uh, head coaching job. Because Eric Bieniemy can't do anything other than run his offense. Which doesn't work for this quarterback because Sam Howell is not Patrick Mahomes. This offense would be better if they ran the ball more and threw it less. Because they're losing. They're losing. They're constantly turning the ball over. And it's killing them. And they don't see it. So that's the problem. Eric Bieniemy is very good with an effective quarterback. Not here. Not here. He's not effective here. He hasn't been very effective. What I think Eric Bieniemy should do is go and be the head coach in Chicago with the number one overall pick. And I think with Caleb Williams, who is a lot like Patrick Mahomes, goes off script all the time, does all of these things that Sam Howell cannot do, Eric Bieniemy will be very successful. But him and Sam Howell are just completely incompatible. They, they just cannot run the same system. It's not possible. So that's why we're having so many problems here. So you kind of alluded to this, to the Bears taking Caleb Williams at the first overall pick. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Where's your, where's your favorite landing spot for Fields yeah. next year? Atlanta. Okay. Atlanta, I mean, that's the only landing spot. Yeah, that's a good one. That's the only landing spot that makes oh. any sense, right? I mean, what what alternative is there? What is the alternative? Would Minnesota go after him? Would Minnesota be able to handle him? No, but Minnesota doesn't make any sense. Minnesota makes no sense. That, well, that's true. They, they, they wouldn't trade in yeah. division. But They're it makes no sense to go to Minnesota. No, it makes no sense yeah. to go to Minnesota. Atlanta makes perfect sense because Arthur Smith's plan is to run the ball. And who can execute an offense where there's a lot of running the ball and no passing field. down the field and a lot of running? Who's going to do well? at providing another option to run. Desmond Ritter can run, but Desmond Ritter is not Justin Fields. Justin Fields is a better runner than Desmond Ritter. Justin Fields is a better passer both down the field and in short area than Desmond Ritter. They're 6-6 six and six with Desmond Ritter. With Justin Fields, imagine Justin Fields and Bijan Robinson running an option type, an option play. Imagine that. How exciting would that be? I'm not saying that Arthur Smith. We don't like Arthur Smith. No, it's gonna be but it's Arthur gonna be Tyler Gear and uh and and Justin Fields, Tyler. Not Only in the, the last game. Not in the last Only game. The- I have evidence. <laughs> no, I have evidence. Mm, I have evidence. I came prepared for this. Bijan Robinson <laughs> played his highest percentage of snaps. Yeah. I will yes. yeah, what about it? Yeah. Seventy-five percent. Good. Tyler Algier only sixteen percent. And this was not a game that they lost. This was a game that they won. Hope that it it continues. So, but wouldn't that be exciting to see Justin Fields running the offense with Bijan Robinson? Arthur Smith, we don't like him, but I actually don't think Arthur Smith is incompetent. We just dislike him. He's bad for fantasy. No, he has an option. He's honestly not a terrible head coach. No, he's not. I will say yeah, but- he has a vendetta against Kyle Pitts for some reason. I don't know what that is, but there's an obvious personal problem with him and Kyle Pitts. But the way oh, yeah. he runs the rest 100%. of the offense is is fine. I'm I'm interested to see wh- how he coaches and how he play calls in a game where it's in the playoffs. Must win week 18, week 17. 
when push comes I think to Desmond Ritter is more of the problem than Arthur Smith. I think if Justin yep. Fields were there, I think that Arthur Smith, all of a sudden, the Arthur, we complain that Arthur Smith does not let the players pass. But if, just, if Justin Fields were there, our complaint about the Bears is they don't let Justin Fields run. So Arthur Smith would be perfect because he would run, yep. which is what we've been wanting for the last three years for the Bears to do consistently with Justin Fields. And now he'll have an offense that will allow him to do that. Wouldn't that be great? I think that would be great. All right. Oh yeah. Let's let's move through some stuff pretty quickly. Mitch, thank you for those questions. A lot of those are are great conversation starter questions, and we can come back to if we have more time. Well, let's let's go to the um. Let's do that, and then the next the one after that too is yep. also good. I wasn't going to do the Devontae Adams, Mike yeah, yeah, Evans. because yeah. no, that's no, not, that one we don't That's not good for forward thinking. Uh, that's not going to help us. Yeah. Um, Austin Eckler or the 205? 205. Austin Eckler is done. Yep. Finished. Yeah, he's washed. Finished. I said this on my show, on the Takeaway Show yesterday. If you told me that Austin Eckler in a year was valued to what Dalvin Cook is now, I wouldn't be surprised. Totally finished. I mean, we're talking about someone who is beyond washed up. He, I mean, he can't do anything. He can't do anything. I mean, how in a game against the Patriots, he offered nothing on the ground, nothing through the air, nothing. I mean, he did not deliver. We're talking about someone who's averaging 3.3, 3.5 yards a carry this year. And you can't blame it all on the offensive line because in the past, the thing that we loved about Austin Eckler is that he delivered. Even when the offense did not deliver, he delivered more when he was on the field. He was a difference maker, but he is no longer a difference maker. He looks the same running the ball as Joshua Kelly. I mean, also, the vaunted goal line success. Not happening this year. Despite having more rushing attempts per game, he only has four touchdowns. So, it's over. It's over. Yeah, it's done. Rest of career, Tony Pollard or Travis Etienne? Give Tony Pollard some credit. He stepped his game up yeah, recently. He really has. He stepped yeah, with, his game up. With Dak elevating, it's helped the offense. It's still Travis Pollard, Etienne Pollard because Travis it. Etienne has been great. It yeah, yeah. it's Travis Etienne. But Tony Pollard has stepped his game up, yeah, and I'm no longer really seeing has. Tony Pollard as someone who's just going to vanish from existence after this year. No. No, he's not. I don't know where he's no. going to go. And I, whatever he does, wherever he goes, he's going to be a sell for me because it's an aging running back who said, yep. already this year we had some concern. And if there's more concern, then the value is going to be gone. So I'm not going to be interested in Tony Pollard unless he's really cheap, which he won't be because he has a name. Yep. Um, But we'll see. I mean, if you have Tony Pollard at his current value, it's probably just – I don't think you can get a first for Tony Pollard anymore. So you probably just ride Tony Pollard into the sunset. Yep. I will miss what you're studying. Uh, the answer is Travis Etienne. Redraft is Zeke worth a pickup? Oh, absolutely. 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 He's oh, the number one yeah. pickup. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's I mean, out absolutely. There. There's no comparison. I mean, this week on Thursday night against Pittsburgh, I have him at running back 28, but there are brighter days. Like, this is the worst-case scenario. It's one of the best ru- – it's a rushing defense that scares me. Yeah, the rest of the season schedule for the Patriots is great when you look at running back matchups. Yeah, this is a bad matchup, but there are better matchups. Yeah, There, there are, are bad, better matchups coming up. You know? Oh, yeah. So, 
I mean, what's next? Next is after that is Kansas City. I mean, it's not the next. I mean, Kansas City, uh, Denver, and Buffalo. None of those are exciting. But uh, I think Buffalo's this is the worst. Uh, Buffalo has actually been pretty bad against the Rams. No, they're, they're the best right of the bunch. Lot. Yeah, they're the best of the bunch. And the Broncos are fine. The Steelers are the worst. The Steelers on the road on Thursday night are the worst matchup. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I do worst, think yeah. Zeke will be more of a mid RB two. I would like to see how much yeah. of the workload he actually gets. Like, does he get ninety percent of the snaps, or do they use some nobody in forty yeah, percent of the snaps and he only gets sixty? Yeah, that'll be that'll for be this really year. Essentially, no yeah. other running back on the Patriots has played at all. So the question is, what do they do now that the starter has gone down? I mean, it didn't really seem like anybody else was playing after Ramondre left. I mean, Zeke got like the bulk of the carries. The rest it's different of the when it happens game. during a game. When it happens during, when it happens a, during a game, game you're not very prepared. True. You're That's not prepared true, yeah. to have someone else do it. But That's very true. Yeah. Going into the but, week, the what will their preparation be? Well, yeah. So that's something I'm very interested in. Does he get sixty percent of touches? Seventy percent? Eighty percent? What what percentage is it? So. Yes. Uh, Michael Pittman and QJ or Travis Etienne in Dynasty? Uh, Pittman and QJ. I'd rather have Pittman over Etienne by himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd As agree. He's a huge, he's a huge yeah, sell for both. me this offseason. I feel like his value would take the first hit of QB changes coming this offseason. Yeah, absolutely. Essentially, yeah. unless we've really never seen Jefferson, Addison, and Hawkinson all produce at the same time. And that was with Kirk Cousins. So someone's going to suffer. I think it's TJ Hawkinson more than Jordan Addison if I had to choose. But I think Jordan Addison will suffer a little. There, there was one game. Every, every single pass catcher on the Vikings scored a touchdown, except for Justin Jefferson. But he still had like 12 catches for like 150 yards. Oh, yeah, yards. I remember that game. Cost me like 200 bucks. Oh, no. The, oh, one, oh. the one leg of my parlay that I was missing was Jefferson touchdown. Oh boy! Um, and he anyway. it was he fumbled in the end zone. It was that game. But anyway, oh the, that game! Oh my goodness! The yeah. point, the point of this is that once the change happens, he'll become a buy. I have no Jordan yeah, Addison, so I don't have much of him either. Mitch asks a couple weeks ago. I asked where we ranked CJ Stroud. Heat mm-hmm. check following up that question. He's is he firmly ahead of Herbert and Lawrence now? Four, five, yes. six. Yep. I have Stroud at four. Yeah, Stroud at four. He, if you I had think Stroud, it's, it's honestly, up. if you had Stroud at one, I'm fine with it. Ooh. I don't know if I could do that yet, but I but four is yeah, four is the answer for me. I think when most it, people have him at four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now if Burrow injured. If Burrow was injured, I think he'd be five. Winning in week for was, me. I mean, Burrow was healthy. Sorry. If Burrow yeah, was healthy, yeah. I think I'd put him at five. But Burrow's gone, so you got to put him at four. And then with the Lawrence injury, it's, he's clearly ahead of there. Lawrence oh, is, is not in the in same. Lawrence. Lawrence is not in the same class of upside as Stroud. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Lawrence and Herbert are similar. They're in the group of young and very good, which is worth a lot. But not elite. Mitch, thank you for this question. It's a great question for the Patreon, especially with yeah. dissecting your roster. I we appreciate it, but make Mitch sure is a patron, by the way. Yeah, so, 
you, you I, 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 to I, fig- ask, to ask I figured one. he was. Yes. Yeah. You have the opportunity to ask that one. Um, but this is interesting. I, I'm not sure it would have changed all that much, but uh, I think they have a shot at the playoffs now. They're in the playoffs now, aren't they? They are currently way, in, they are currently in the playoffs. They're currently in the playoffs. I think either way you're looking at a playoff Colts, uh, even if Richardson was there or Minshew doesn't matter. They've gotten a little lucky, I, I will say. They so have, many yeah. injuries have occurred to other teams. Yeah. You know, they've they've gotten a little lucky, but they beat Baltimore. They they beat Baltimore. I, I will give them that. And they beat Houston early in the season. Yep. So those were impressive. You know, you, you play what you're scheduled. You know, they beat Tennessee twice. Carolina and New England are four of their wins. Tampa Bay was another of them at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, they've been good. But, you know, the Colts are, they have a bright future. If they can make they their do, defense man. better and build around Richardson on, their, on his rookie contract. And Richardson actually comes back and plays well. Yeah, that's finishes a the game. really bright future for the Colts. That would be nice. Yeah, finishing a game would be yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Do we still hate James Cook? He's overrated. I mean, it's yeah, the kind fun. of thing where, like, a running back in – like, why would I draft James Cook at his price when I could have, I don't know, like, Gus Edwards, who's not going to produce that differently, but it costs me nothing. Why would I draft James Cook? He's never going to produce RB1 numbers. So those middling running backs, I mean, I beg people, don't draft Cam Akers. Don't draft J.K. Dobbins. Now they got hurt, but you felt it. You felt it. Because running backs get hurt all the time. And you felt it because you spent premium capital on players where if there's one injury, they lose all of their value and never get it back. So that's why we don't want to spend on those middling running backs. Honestly, James Cook is so low that I'm not even sure I would consider him a running back. But he is for other people, so I'll have none of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's probably actually the one I like the least of players in that group. To give you some examples of what I would call middling running backs right now, players I'll have none of this offseason, uh, Kenneth Walker, Rashad yep. White, um, Isaiah Pacheco, DeAndre Swift, big, big, big problem with DeAndre Swift. Big problem. He hasn't delivered at all. Now, this last game, I would, if you have a chance to move DeAndre Swift, it's a little off topic, but I would look to do that. We fell to a miserable 42% of snaps, totally ineffective. Totally ineffective. It's not going to look better this week. Yeah, it started hot. It slowly started to... Big problem for DeAndre Swift. So I'm not interested in him. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco's on that list. Um, And James Cook is the worst of them all. So the answer (laughs) is yes, because he is the least upside. I think he's never going to see the the full time role. I think it's very clear that the Bills, they tried to add Leonard Fournette, it didn't work. I think it's very clear that the Bills need to add an actual RB2 to the team. They yes. had one who was fine. And they let him walk for no reason. Like, yeah, I don't if know they had just signed Devin Terry. Singletary to the $3 million contract that the Texans did, they'd be better off than they are now. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And they didn't. For, they, they waste, 
Why? They'd be a playoff why? team right now. Yeah, I agree with that. Because Possibly, they wouldn't yeah. have had to be relying on Latavius Murray in situations. Like, yes, running backs don't matter. But $3 million is actually, is like, that's on a one-year deal. It's not risking anything. There's no risk. If it doesn't work out, no. it doesn't work out. It's $3 million on a one-year deal in the NFL. Like, that's, there's no risk. I mean, the veteran minimum for players like that is a million. I mean, you're not talking about that much more to have someone who's effective in that position. So, and you know what they could do? They could just re-sign Devin Singletary. Correct, they're wrong. They're going to add somebody significant. Because it's clear that James Cook is is a fine player who deserves some yeah. touches in he's the a, NFL. Fine he's player. a really good athlete. But, he's fast, but he's just not a, like he's not built to be a... Like, he's not player. one of the best 25 running backs in the league. And he's <laughs> yes, probably he's one of the best... 35 running backs in the league, somewhere between 25 and 35, which means he should be yep. in a committee. Very fair. Yeah. Absolutely. So the and answer the good is, news yes. is there may be a sell window still in the offseason. I doubt it. I doubt I, it. I, I think, no, yeah, no. I, I, think I think people will people will get off on and get on a Leonard Fournette is about to be activated. And then when Leonard Fournette is the starter, I don't think there's gonna be a sell window. We'll see. I, I, I think there'll be some, this uh, coach, some small window. This also, I will warn you, this coaching staff is going to be fired. This Sean McDermott is totally not delivered. I mean, he has not delivered, yeah, right? Bad. I mean, if they don't make the playoffs, which they're not going to, Sean McDermott is going to be fired. And if Sean McDermott is fired, then who knows what who knows what the new you saw that in Houston. Damian Pierce under the old coaching staff was the workhorse starter. And then this new coaching staff is like, Damian Pierce. We're just going to move on. It's James Cook doesn't have like a right to the backfield. They can, they can just move on. And if there's yeah, a new coaching staff, who knows what it's going to look like. Rebuilder is trying to buy Higgins for me. Why would you what sell you Higgins sell now? Why would you sell Higgins now? Yeah, don't sell this is Higgins like the now. lowest his value. Like, how could it get worse for his value? You couldn't get worse. People cannot – okay, T. Higgins is someone where people cannot evaluate T. Higgins rationally. Like, they're just mad that he burned them. Like, it doesn't matter that T. Higgins is really talented or this and that. Like, it doesn't matter anymore. Like, he's just gotten to the point of, like, people don't like him. And that means that people don't want to draft him. So, yeah. yeah. He's having a down year. It happens. I, I think he's going to be – I used to think that he was still going to be in Cincinnati. I no longer think that that's the case. Like, I think Cincinnati is like, is T Higgins worth $20 million a year? Probably. Is he the best use of $20 million a year for Cincinnati? Probably not. No, they can move on and be fine. Yeah. They can make it work. And that's what I think they're going to do. I, I think that it might be via a tag and trade, but I think, which would be interesting. But I think that that's something that might happen. And I think that T. Higgins could find himself in a bad situation, potentially. I mean, one of the teams most interested in trading for him would be Carolina. Yeah, that could be bad. That could be bad. Well, I mean, it might not be bad if if Bryce Young takes a step forward. I don't know. It wouldn't be bad. I mean, at the end of the day, even with Joe Burrow, with Jamar Chase there, T. Higgins' ceiling, I think we learned, is like wide receiver 15. So... There is upside yeah. being the one, even on a much worse offense. So, 
this question this, yes. sort of it, it is it's a question but i think it's, it's a ridiculous question it's a ridiculous question it's a ridiculous question um, um no it won't i have no concerns and you know there were these mysterious character concerns with cj stroud and i i don't think that that's proven to be a problem um so yeah no concerns whatsoever is Caleb Williams character- is not Johnny Manziel. Like Caleb Williams is a little strange. Like I will, like that. That is a fair assessment. He is a little strange, but that doesn't mean that he can't play quarterback in the NFL. I mean, there are a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, Tom Brady is strange too. Can someone tell me when a projected Aaron number is one very o- strange, and that's not stopping him? Anyone tell me the last time the projected number one overall pick? played in a bowl game that wasn't the college football playoff no they never do they never do. it's, that, it's a glorified that, that exhibition I don't care about it all i hate that's what i hate about college football because people think bowl games is everything bowl games don't mean shit if you're yeah, an bowl NFL games prospect, are totally irrelevant you are sitting out national championship and that's, and that's been the norm for the last 10 years is yeah if you is if it's not for the title you're sitting out there is no reason for him to go out there and risk someone rolling 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 him up or hip drop tackling him. Yeah, I, I think he, you know, he's going to be the number one overall pick. People saying that he's not going to be are crazy. I I would say I would much rather that Caleb Williams goes to Chicago than New England. Fair. Yeah. And I think it's going well. to be concerns. Chicago with Matt Eberflus. Matt Eberflus is going to be fired. I actually think Matt Eberflus is oh, going to yeah. be fired the day after the season. Yeah, it'll be fired quickly. That 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 Tuesday morning, um, I think one of the things we'll see with Caleb Williams is he'll his character concerns, him painting his nails, crying after the game, is going to keep coming up in the news cycle until the NFL draft because there's nothing else to talk about with his actual and his actual on the field game. Yeah, and because he's been such a clear cut number one overall pick for over a year, they have to talk something to keep the, the engagement as we lead up into the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. And if they don't so one thing about Caleb Williams though. Thank you, ESPN, for that. I what I do not see working is Caleb Williams and Bill Belichick is not going to work. No, so that, that won't work. Not, no. That's not gonna work. That will not so, work. Yeah. If he gets drafted the Patriots, I'm I think that there's actually a possibility that if the Patriots get the number one overall pick, that Caleb Williams could just refuse to play there. And then the, we would have some drama. I do think that's possible. I don't think he would refuse yeah. to play in Chicago if they have yeah. a new head coach. Maybe with if they bring Matt Eberflus back, Caleb Williams. I will say the one thing about Caleb Williams is I don't think he's afraid to say I just don't want to play for this team. Uh, I, nope, I just don't. Nope, I don't no, want to play there. I'll all. sit out no. for the entire year. I don't care. Uh, you trade the pick. I'm I'm not coming. I'm not I'm not showing up. I'm not going to play for you. So you have to trade the pick because I'm not going to play for you. I, I do think he is oh, the first yeah. prospect in a long time where I think that is a realistic discussion. He like, kind of has that power. I mean, he just he's, he does because he's, he's good, good enough prospect. of a prospect. But also, it like Trevor Lawrence had that power, but that's not who Trevor Lawrence is. No, I don't think this is a bad thing. It's just like Eli Manning did it too, and and so did John Elway. And they both ended up having great careers. So it's not 
it takes a type of, how do I call this, outwardly self-interested person. Now, I would be very hypocritical to say that's a bad trait because that's the kind of person I am. You know, I, I'm like that too. I'm someone who's not afraid to say that I'm willing to do things that are self-interested. And I don't pretend that I'm not that way. I mean, we know that. You know, if this is something that I'm, I'm comfortable with that. So as someone who also feels that way, I, I understand that he's the kind of person who might use his leverage in a way that, you know, causes a shakeup at the top of the draft. But we'll have to see. I do worry about him going to New England. I, I don't think that's actually going to happen. And we, we can remind people of the fact that he wanted a stake in the, whatever team drafts him. He wants to be there for, it sounds like, for the rest of yeah, wherever he I, goes. <laughs> Although that's, that's not, not actually legal. That's within not the allowed. Yeah, yeah, that's, he yeah, can want not. that all he wants. But Roger Goodell will never allow that. No. Yeah. Anyway, the, all that to say, I think he wants wherever he goes to to be where he is. He wants yeah. to be invested in that city. I think um, as of now, the most likely outcome is that Chicago has the number one overall pick. I mean, Carolina would have to win a game. And they're, I mean, they have at New Orleans and at Jacksonville on the schedule. Games against Atlanta and Green Bay, who are fighting for playoff spots. And then the last week against Tampa Bay. So New England still has a home game against the win. Jets on the schedule. Oh, my God. That's going to be so, so bad. Yeah, put that game with that game in the snow or something, and oh, it's gonna be it's God. gonna be wonderful football. So the Dude, most likely outcome is that Caleb Williams goes to uh, the Bears. Mm-hmm. So Scribble says in his friends' league, guy sent projected one hundred and one for Kenny Pickett last week. League is deteriorating. This has to be vetoed, right? Never veto. Never veto. But no, but that's ridiculous. But I would look into this. Because yep. this like yeah, screams well. collusion. This, so it does. I would do a yeah. little investigation. I would have a subpoena for those text messages. A little subpoena. Yeah. If you need yeah. if you need like an attorney or something, I can I, I know a guy. Yeah. If they, you they, need an attorney, one will be appointed to you <laughs> by the yeah, state. This is definitely you don't veto, but I would definitely yeah, look into this. Yeah, this this, not, this sounds this like collusion. Okay. So no, it sounds like collusion. Yeah. Now, collusion is hard to prove. It is, but it's very hard to prove it, and that's the thing that's that's tough. Is these things like? But it's also very hard to prove. Like, this is not collusion. Situations because no one in the right where, except the person who made this trade was drunk or was doing collusion. Like, no are there situations where someone likes someone else in the league and gives them a better deal than they might someone else because they like them? Yes. What yeah. point does that become collusion? It's it's they... very gray area. You kind of have to have it in writing. Something along the lines of like, I know this isn't the best for me, but I'm going to do it anyway. Collusion is very, very hard to prove. Did they so have other first round it, picks? That they meant to send instead of the that pick well, that was they the did it by mistake. Then why are they so they, adamant on this trade happening when the league blows up saying, "Hey, this isn't right"? Yeah, if they did why, it why, mistake, why is the guy giving up the one one okay with this? Yeah, there has to be some motive there. You can ask one of the ways to see is like ask the person who made the trade, like you know, why did you do this? Why why did you think this was a good trade for you? And see what they say. 
Yeah, that's a good question to ask. But, you know, I will say, like, there is more collusion than people think. And it's very hard to prove. Until people tell them themselves. Yeah. But, like, do I give people I like a better price on trades than people I don't? Yeah, probably. Is that collusion? No, but if you expand like two steps on that, then it is. So you kind of see how I generally, if I were ever commissioned, I don't want to be. I generally say it's not collusion unless it's you can prove it. And it's impossible to prove. Usually. Right. So I usually say I have to let it go. Yeah, there, there there's some, some yeah. managers that I'm just like, you try to screw me too many times in the past. I'm going to nickel and dime you on every single trade. There's yeah, other there was managers an example. where I'm going to send out an offer. and There was we'll an example in our league where someone tried to do a trade with me. And I was like, well, I find that insulting. And now I'm just not going to trade with you anymore. And if you want to trade with me, it's going to cost extra. Yep. That's not collusion. You, 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 you block but, someone in the league and they never see your chat messages again. And you're just well, I did that in. too. Those are actually two separate. I'm, I'm talking about things I've done as well. I've been like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna. That person's team is that's dead not to collusion. Me. They don't exist. That's the other extreme of this. Mm -hmm. But yeah. All right. At Let's the end see. of the day, fantasy football is a game played amongst people. So there's going to be drama amongst people, like there is in anything else, and that's not avoidable. Yeah. There are going to be things that are unfair. In the Trade Addicts bylaws, it even says not every trade will be fair. And I think that's a great thing to put in your bylaws. Not every trade will be fair. Expecting every trade to be fair is ridiculous. There are going to be unfair trades. It will happen. You know, a trade that looked unfair for one party one week could look unfair in favor of the other party the next week. We can't be the fair police, you know? So that's one thing I don't ever want to be in the business of doing is being the pol the police of fairdom. That that I'm not doing ever. Because imagine if you had traded like Pukunakua for Jaden Reed before week one, everyone would have been like, "Oh, Jaden Reed, second round pick, worth much more." And then <laughs> two yeah. weeks later, it would be like, "Well, that looks like collusion in the other direction." So that's, yeah, we can't we exactly. can't have that. Like we can't like get into oh, the, the, was this fair like we, we can't get into that yeah all right um snag cream hunt next year maybe the bills do that anything we're well, wait a minute i didn't say this but if someone had cj stroud one it would be fine i don't see that as strange yeah. but yeah i, I don't still either. have Mahomes one Mahomes, I'm, I'm a little concerned though. I will say they better fix it. They, they got yeah. They gotta the get the receivers. Man. They better fix yeah. it. They can't just redo what we have this year. That's not going to work. They better fix it. And if they don't, yeah. I consider moving Mahomes off of number one. It, it's a matter of MVS teaching the team not to catch the ball. Yeah, but they got to fix it. If they don't fix it, I'm going to consider making a move. Yeah, Mahomes are no It's like QB eight or nine. No, Mahomes has been. Is, I I said this at week one, and everyone yeah. was like, "You're delusional. You're crazy." And maybe I wasn't crazy. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Um. 
Kareem Hunt. Yeah. yeah. Kareem, we, we, he's looked okay. Yeah, he's he, looked he okay. What, three games? Kareem Hunt's the kind of thing where <laughs> if he realizes what he is and he's willing to play for $2 million a year, he can play for five more years, just like Latavius Murray has. If he thinks that he's worth five, six million a year, then he's gonna sit on his couch. Yep. Yep. Twelve teams, superflex, PPR best ball, already clinched into the playoffs. Got offered Brees and Swift for Lamar. Ooh. It is a dynasty league, so he's already Brees used... and Swift for Lamar and Superflex. We can't do that. Yeah. Uh, Lamar easily. No. Yep. Lamar. Yeah, sure. Dynasty Superflex, it's Lamar. Yeah, it's not even close. Brees Hall has been the league's worst running back in success rate over the oh, last he, five he already has Lamar. Yeah, just keep keep what you have. Yeah. Your your league mates yeah. to get you. Horrible. Yeah. And I don't know whose fault that I is. I realized it was a Dynasty League at first. Yeah, I once I realized it was Dynasty League, he's got Lamar, too, and, and Kyler. Even yeah. if it weren't a Dynasty League, I'd still prefer Lamar. Yeah, keep keep what you got. Write it out. These, yeah. I mean, Brees has been so bad, and I don't think people realize how bad he's been. So, speaking of Ravens, who are we hmm. starting between Gus Edwards and Keaton Mitchell? The ECR is completely out of its mind when I loaded it up for the first time this week. It has Gus Edwards at thir- twenty three and Keaton Mitchell at thirty four. That's just wrong. That's crazy. Keaton no. Mitch- it's wrong. Yeah, it's just wrong. Keaton Mitchell yeah, Keaton played Mitchell's- more. Yeah, Mitchell's snaps have gone up each of the last three weeks. Yeah. Gus Edwards has he gone doubled down up he, Edwards and snaps the last time. Um, yep, they were last time. I think that the goal together. line work is still belongs to Gus Edwards. Yeah, so that would be it. Yeah. So I have Keaton Mitchell yeah. at RB29 and Gus Edwards at RB33. <laughs> so I would play Keaton Mitchell. Yeah, it's Keaton Mitchell. It's not a great matchup, though. Like playing against the Rams is not exciting. No, it's not like I'm not excited no, not for the Rams. Um, and there's a lot of good running, but there are a lot of good running back plays this week. And Keaton Mitchell, yeah, while I do like yeah. him, is still probably going to see around 45% of the snaps. Like we're not even he's talking. About 48 in his, he's all 48 in his most recent game. Yeah. 40. So 45 to 50 then. Yeah, That's a fair range. Sense, yeah. So, fair. and Gus Edwards will see less and Justice Hill still gets mixed in. That's the part that I really dislike <laughs> is these 30% of snaps that Justice Hill is playing and doing nothing. Yeah. That's what's really hurting us Boring. for fantasy. So yeah, Mitch says that if I hate didn't play, I would have Keaton Mitchell like at RB24 and Gus Edwards at like RB29. But because Justice Hill plays, I got to bump him down five spots each. Yep. <laughs> it, it, it's in the league rules. Five five spots because of yeah. Justice Hill. Um, Mitch says, you hate my questions. I get it. Mitch, oh, I, I think so. No, I love your questions. I think you have a lot of really good questions. And I'd love to sit down and have a beer and talk about those questions. Just there's a lot. And we want to make sure that we keep focused. Because like even this this post was 10 minutes ago. Your other questions were from 35 minutes ago. I want to get to questions that are coming in before people turn off the channel because you didn't answer the questions. That's so, true. I appreciate I appreciate the questions, Mitch. It gives us something to talk about. It gives us some way to move forward. And if we don't if we don't talk about them, we blame it on Patrick. Yep. Yep. Perfect. Good question. Yep. He agrees with you, Mitch. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, are there two Kenny Pickett's? Yeah. That's Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not not a huge fan of his work. Speaking of uh, Mitch, though, he does have another question for us. 
What is our favorite Christmas present we have ever received? I, I don't even celebrate Christmas. Oh my goodness. Best I got a guitar one year. You know what my oh, favorite like... Christmas present I've ever received is? The fact what? that like two of the last three years it's been 60 degrees on Christmas. That's been my favorite. You know who you know who's the worst Christmas Day gift giver ever? Michael fucking Crabtree. Christmas Day needing 1.2 points from him on Christmas Day to win my league. And you know what he does? What? Fucking goose egg. F you, Michael Crabtree. You want me to send him a strongly worded email? Go for it. <laughs> Talk to his manager. Actually, send it to his mother. That was the oh worst Christmas present I ever received. <laughs> Wasn't Thanks, Alvin Michael Kamara's Crabtree. six touchdown game? Yeah, he had six touchdowns yeah, that one year. I won a that title on the 20, back of that. That was 2021. Actually, multiple titles on the back of that. Yeah, that was 2021. I, I had Kamara all over my teams that year. Yeah. He was all over the place for me. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Game. I had Kamara in a dynasty league. It shows how long ago it was. Much <laughs> do you agree with us? Hurts is QB1 now. For Dynasty, for Dynasty, I have him at two. For me, it's between him and Josh Allen. I I think I think it's between him and Josh Allen for me, and I would take I would take Hurts to be honest. I would take Hurts, but it's it's just it's so close. Like I I don't mind I don't mind having Stroud, Mahomes, Allen, or Hurts at one. Any of those guys, if you take them one, I'm totally cool. They're all in the same tier for me. I, I love and this. If Burrow was healthy, he'd be there too. I tried trading Chris Olave, Jared Goff, and Pacheco for Kamara and Tank Dell. The league vetoed it because they said that it was unfair. And now I'm very happy they vetoed it because the tank got hurt. What part of that is unfair? I, like, I don't know. I've seen when was this weird, ever unfair? Weird, this is never un, this is not unfair. It, I, this is redraft, I guess. And when would this have been unfair? But it's just one I of those. Understand. This people is being, stupid. People this being, is why we don't do this. This is why we don't get become the fair police. Yeah, we're not doing that. I, I had a I had a five for five trade one. You year. know what's even worse? Not when the commissioner vetoes, but when there's a league vote. That's even worse. I want to see who was voting worse. I want I want a sub subpoena. No, the voting worst is when it's a vetoes. secret ballot. It's yep. a secret ballot. You can't even vote. stand out. You can't even you can't stand even on see it. See who voted for to veto it. It's just the secret ballot of veto. I had a five for five trade where one of my few redraft trades were the next week by seven days later, three of the players on the other side, the side that I gave away were on IR. One was suspended indefinitely and the other one was benched. It was absolute chaos. And I, I got like Sammy, I sent Sammy Watkins and Josh Gordon and a few other pieces and all at the same time, the entire other side fell apart. And the guy's like, it was a fair trade when I accepted it. No harm, no foul. What you gotta yeah. do? Gotta move on. Assuming Williams is a bear, does that not devalue Fields? What can the Bears get for him? Well, uh, I think the Bears. I think that around the NFL, the NFL still sees Justin Fields as a. I want to say a. Yeah, um, a lower end yeah. starter. Yeah, I think the thing but is, but still a clear like, starter. Yes, 
when the bear, I think if the bears draft Williams, cause sometimes, you know, when you see a lot of teams draft quarterbacks at the top of the draft, it's like, we're completely replacing who we had. This is our guy. This is our only guy. I think that when they're drafting Williams, it's just like, look, Justin Fields is fine, but this is Caleb Williams we're talking about. Like, this is just like, this is a whole different level. There's you know, the thing good, is good for us. You flash things this year, but like Caleb Williams is just a different being. Like we have to have There's it. only one free agent quarterback who's going to be a starter, and that's Kirk Cousins. So yes. but yeah, there are multiple teams injury, well. that need quarterbacks. I still think Atlanta is at the top of the list. Yep. In that they're probably not going to have access to they're not going to have access to a top quarterback in the draft. And even if they did, they'd be backing into it. They're so late in the draft that they're not going to know that they're going to have one. So they're definitely at the top of the list. But other than Atlanta, uh, I mean, yeah, there aren't that many destinations, really, for Justin Fields. That That is the one thing. Atlanta is, like, very high on that list. But other than Atlanta, where where else could he really go? Like the Bears and the assuming the Bears and the Patriots add are one one and two and they add quarterbacks. Where else could Fields go? Could he go to Vegas? Yeah, Vegas is Vegas is on yeah, the Vegas. list for sure. Yeah. They're not really a fit. Like the offensive weapons don't fit, but they could have a completely new well, coaching staff. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. their coach is already gone. What, what, so what they, they can bring in whatever they want to. I don't know if yeah. Antonio Pierce is in consideration for the long-term job. Probably not. But he has done a good job. They seem to like him. Yeah, I think he's done a good job. So yeah, he's done a good job. We're also talking really about like a Raiders too. team who would be like trading Devonte Adams away. Like yeah, yeah. So I mean, the Buccaneers Cost- are an option. The Buccaneers are yeah. an option if they don't want to move with Baker. Are we saying costs looking like a second-round pick? Because he's already three years, the, he's three years fair. into his contract already. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean, you've that's got what the fifth Sam year Donald option. Cost. Fifth, yeah. fifth. So, I mean, uh, sorry, second sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe a small piece on top. Maybe the destinations are thin though. But the thing is, the There's Bears will know that they're in this situation from the beginning of the offseason. They're gonna have what they're not gonna do is hold on to Justin. If they're gonna trade Justin Fields, they're gonna do it very early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, they're gonna get rid of him. And right away. T- teams want every additional day with their new franchise quarterback. Yeah, That's but yeah, I think you know in. the the Falcons are high on the list. Um, but there, I don't think there's gonna be as much like quarterback vacancies as there was. I mean, really, who has a vacancy? Like the Bears and the Patriots are gonna have vacancies, but they're gonna be filled by the quarterbacks in the draft. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I feel like I feel like a, this year, a couple of the quarterbacks that we didn't expect to do good actually did good. Like Sam Howell, Jordan Love, we were both like really down on them. Like we, a lot of us really down on them. It didn't really. Yeah, like I'm they both at have a really impressed the point where they're probably going to be the starter next year. Giants. I think there are some teams. Giants that are could... a good team for an open hole. But they the thing is, they're paying Daniel Jones 40 million a year. Yeah. So there's quite they a few teams stuck. who could add a quarterback, but not via trade. Like the Giants, the um, the Giants and um, the Seahawks, 
could add quarterbacks, but this probably going to come in the draft, not in uh, any sort of trade. The commanders as well, probably going to come potentially in the draft if they chose to replace it. Um, but the only teams with like pure vacancies are the Vikings, the Falcons, the Raiders, and yep. um, the Vikings, the Falcons, the Raiders, and the Buccaneers have like total yep. vacancies and are not the Bears and the Patriots who have that spot at the top. So two of those places are probably going to be filled by Kirk Cousins and uh, Justin Fields. Justin Fields. And then there's like two spots left over for rookies. I mean, there are other guys who Baker Mayfield is in the mix, I would say. Yeah. Do you think yeah. a, ch- a team would give a chance to Minshew, to Minshew after no. the way he's played? No, no, I don't think, think so. so. I think I, I would agree. I, I would Minshew, agree. As well. I don't think it's a chance, but I think, I think Minshew is someone who actually the Patriots could sign if they end up with Drake May and don't want to start Drake May day one. The Patriots could sign Minshew. Could the Colts could just sign Minshew back? I don't think Minshew is going to get uh, like a real starting job. I mean, he almost he beat out Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Minshew could <laughs> sign. Um, I could see him <laughs> signing in like. Tampa Bay is a placeholder with the idea that they're probably going to try to draft a rookie. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. All right. Please get those questions in. Last chance. We're getting ready to close down the chat. Mm-hmm. For a full PPR flex spot, should I go Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, or Brandon Cooks? Oh, that's so gross. I have Brees Hall at running back 18. Garrett Wilson at wide receiver 20. Brandon Cooks, I have way below consensus. I'm at 33. So I'm going to go Brees Hall. Just because Brees Hall can't be taken down by the bad offense in the same way. The the downside risk is a little lower. The touches are going to be there. Where with Garrett Wilson, you're not guaranteed to have the touches in the same way. So I'm going to go Brees Hall. Barely. Very close between him and Garrett Wilson. I would, I'm leaving yeah, Garrett Wilson, but... but... I'm not going to fall you. The thing is, Hall's been bad, but when you actually look at his fantasy points... Running back's just more likely to fall into the end zone than a receiver. I have Josh Allen in the Superflex QB dynasty. How long can I rely on him? Ten more years. I am not concerned about Josh Allen. No, yeah. We'll we'll probably see a downgrade in his rushing at some point, but... Josh Allen is good enough that if he didn't run and became a pocket passer, he could still stand on his own. Yeah, he'd be fine. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, not as good, but he'd be fine. <clears throat> Taysom Hill is messing me up. I'm, I'm tempted to put him in the flex over Gus and Mitchell because of the split. Also, Taysom might get QB play if Carr is hurt. I would, Ferguson and I would Taysom put Taysom in, in the flex over uh, Gus or Mitchell. I would. Mm-hmm. If the 49ers got a four for Lance, the Bears should probably get a two. Yeah, the thing is the Bears all have the advantage <laughs> of being able to make the move at the beginning of the offseason, so they'll get more. Mm-hmm. Seattle and Rams could be good. Uh, I just looked at Stafford's contract. There's not no really the, the Rams are completely committed to Matthew Stafford. Uh, the Seahawks. Geno Smith played decently in the last game. I think the Seahawks. It's the kind of thing where like, if they had a better option, they'd probably move on from Geno Smith. They're not going to. So yeah. they're probably going to be sticking with Geno Smith. But I could easily see. Right now, they're picking fifteenth. My guess is they go into the draft. They don't add anyone before the draft, anyone of significance. They go into no. the draft saying, 
if we like a guy there, we'll take him. Yeah. <laughs> Probably we won't, in which case we won't get, we won't add anyone major at quarterback. But I think that's their thinking. All right. Um, Saints need Jaden Daniels. Maybe. Yeah. Derek Carr, I will say, is like, he's even lower than Geno Smith in that I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. The Saints are not satisfied sticking with Derek Carr, <laughs> but probably will because they literally have to. What, what was the worst quarterback signing? Daniel Jones or Derek Carr? Derek Carr. It's probably Derek Carr. Because you could have gotten the same production from Jameis Winston for nothing. Yep. I mean, to be fair, Tommy DeVito. There's no difference between Derek Carr and Andy Dalton last year. I mean, there's no difference. So, essentially, they just wasted their money. They got nothing out of it. We talked this a little bit. Stafford can't. He would have to retire. He's not retiring. I I don't know why people are saying that Matthew Stafford is retiring. If he got hurt again, maybe, but right now, aren't the Rams a playoff team? Oh, no, they're they're no, tied they're for the playoffs. They're in the hunt. They're there. Yeah, they're in a four-way tie for the wild card spots. But the, Matthew Stafford is not retiring unless he doesn't want to play football. But in terms of his skills, he's fine. He's clearly yeah. not injured. So he's only he's he's be 36 in February. Now, most quarterbacks start to decline at 36. At 37, it starts to go down, but he has not shown the decline yet. So, unfortunately, someone's always left holding the bag for that last year of the old quarterback. But there's no way out of this. If Matthew Stafford wants to be the Rams quarterback in 2024, he will be the Rams quarterback in 2024. Yep, I think he does as of now. I mean, I wouldn't want to stay at home with Kelly Stafford all the time. That's (laughs) she's she's annoying, annoying as hell. Wow. Sorry, I live in Michigan. I, I I saw enough Kelly Stafford on commercials and shit. She's annoying. Um, <laughs> a strong statement. Damian Pierce or James Cook, rest of career. Cook. Yeah, Cook. Cook. I'm here all day. You can shoot me down all you want. I'm gonna hey, I appreciate fighting. you being here all day more than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate you. Back to Vegas. I take as many picks as I could for Adams and let Antonio get that ring. It is the kind of thing where I feel like they basically, even though it's bad for their cap, I feel like they basically have to trade Devontae Adams because you're talking about a really good 31-year-old wide receiver who's going to be heading into a team into a complete rebuild. Yep. So sometimes you got to do things that aren't yeah. best for your cap. Steelers yeah. could yeah. use Minshew or Baker. No, Mitch Trubisky is under a pretty sizable contract to be the backup. I don't think they're going to be going in another direction. And sadly, they're not going to move past Pickett. No, they're not. They're happy no, with Pickett. They're, they're going to run all of this back next year, as sad as it is. Yeah, they're it's a little it. bit like the Giants of 2022. They won a lot of close games. They weren't actually very good. And then, you know, this is their 2022. And next year, I think they're going to pay the price. And they're going to see how bad Kenny Pickett really is. Yep. Just good enough yep. to let the defense win games. What I said, yeah. And hope, yep, hopefully they have a little bit better offense next year. They can put up 20 points a game and they could win 12 games. Yeah. As we've seen with the trade Pickett offer for Pickett, horrible. the Steelers are set. He's not horrible. But, like, he reminds me a little bit of Mac Jones in that, like, he's just not – he is plus at nothing. 
He's like just okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when yeah. the situation goes away from like you saw the situation as Mac Jones' career progressed, went away from him. He went from good to terrible. I think if anything ever goes wrong, Kenny Pickett is really, really bad. So yeah. As soon as Mac Jones had to stop playing just Alabama football where guys are schemed wide wide open, he's just throwing the ball and playing catch, the game became way too fast for Mac Jones. Yeah, I yeah. I do think that I feel bad for Mac Jones. I think if Mac Jones had gone to a different situation, I think he could have succeeded. But I think he's one of those careers that is a what might have been. He could have done what Purdy is doing. I think that in a vacuum, Mac Jones is a more talented quarterback than Brock Purdy, but we'll never find out. No, we'll never. Yeah, we'll never find out. Give CMC, get Tank Dell and Puka. I have a playoff um, spot, but you don't yeah, like your I mean, chances. Dynasty value is on the Puka side. Okay. Dynasty value. Yeah, that, that's gotta be yeah. dynasty. I was like, say going yeah. into redraft playoffs. Yeah. Give me CMC. Well, redraft. Give me who Dell. cares about Dell? I mean, Dell's a cut. Yeah. Oh yeah, duh. Yeah, duh. Yeah. Mike Tomlin greater than Bill Belichick. Uh yeah. I mean, nowadays, yes. I mean, Mike Tomlin has translated his game to the modern NFL a lot better. Bill Belichick, the yeah. GM, is the problem though, more than Bill Belichick, the head coach. Yep, that's what it is. Moral of the story: Don't let Bills be your GM. No, no Bill O'Brien, no Bill Belichick. Nope. Oh God, Bill O'Brien was even worse. Oh my god! Got a second round pick for DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins trade. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That was just one oh. of many horrible things. Yeah, and then get her at uh, Watt, also going to Arizona. Yeah, he cut Watt. Oh he didn't even trade I him. Cut Watt. Yeah, I know he didn't even trade him. He cut him. What a joke! It's nine o'clock on the East Coast. Yeah, we're all East Coast. Um, let's. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll wrap this up. So I appreciate everyone for asking those questions. If you made it to the end, make sure you like the video, leave a comment uh, below, and also subscribe to the channel. And hit that notifications bell so you can be notified about my future uh, content. If you watch this video, it's give it a couple. If you haven't watched it yet, give it a couple more views so it gets over 1,000. It'll be my first ever Heck regular yeah. video to go over 1,000 views. So I, uh, I appreciate that. And... Um, other than that, uh, keep watching for my Dynasty videos throughout the week. And uh, appreciate Patrick and Hutch for being here. And I will see you all later. Peace. Hulu, Lulu.